for Barry Maney Hyundai. Call in and see Jasmine or Nathan for a test drive today. It's Limestone Coast Sports Shorts. Everything football, netball and basketball across the Limestone Coast. Limestone Coasters, it's another app of the Limestone Coast Sports Shorts podcast. It's all thanks to Barry Maney Hyundai. Call in and see Jasmine or Nathan for a test drive today. And uh, talking basketball, first of all, it was a massive weekend on the road for the Pioneers. 141 Pioneers on Saturday. 77 lost to Ringwood Hawks 99. Case Tech Rural Supplies Mount Gambia Pioneers 105 defeated the Ringwood Hawks 98. And on Sunday, a couple of great wins for the Pioneers. 141 Mount Gambia Pioneers 107 defeated Ballarat minus 65. And the Case Tech Rural Supplies Mount Gambia Pioneers 105 defeated the Ballarat minus 85. It was a huge weekend of basketball and a man who knows all about it is Richard Hill. He is the coach of the men's team for the Mount Gambia Pioneers. He joins me for a chat. Richard, g'day. How you doing, mate? Hey, Hilly. Huge weekend on the road for you guys. Uh, a couple of great wins, first of all. Congratulations. Yeah, we're, we're pretty chuffed about the way things turned out for us. I mean, you know, a lot of teams that we... Uh, you know that we should be able to beat if we want to. Uh, you know, like we want to compete for a championship, but uh, you know we're still missing Nick Marshall and uh, other teams are both at full strength. So uh, on their home courts, we're really pleased. We played we played pretty well. We started really slowly against Ringwood and we were down a hole by about eight or ten points early. And uh, I'm sort of shaking my head, but the guys were able to turn that around and uh, we got out to an 18 point lead. They came home pretty strong. Um, and then to Ballarat, and we we played perhaps perhaps our best game for the year in Ballarat yesterday. So that was, that was very pleasing. Now, looking ahead to this weekend, we are three home games left. You guys are going to take on uh, Geelong United. How's it uh, How's it going to shape up? Well, they got us by uh, in a pretty controversial finish last time on a tech foul uh, in the last five seconds um, from a side ball thing situation, which was which was not good. Um, so they got us by a point there. Um, they're they're a very good team, but they're sort of like us. They're sort of in the middle of the road a little bit, battling for for um, you know for for credibility in terms of whether they can compete for a championship. They've just added another player. They've got a darn good team. So uh, that's going to be a heck of a game on Friday night. Um, you know, like a, you know, like it, it'd be high standard. A lot of really high standard players. Healy, I remember at the start of the season when you uh, when you launched the season that you were talking about. The fact that the Pioneers had had a, uh, a sensational run over the last couple of years. It's undeniable that you guys have been exceptional when it comes to finals. How are we looking for finals this year? Yeah, well, it's interesting. I think I might have been saying to you that, you know, like you feel like if you don't win a championship, you're sort of, uh, you're sort of a bit of a failure. But um, 19 team competition, uh, you know, we had that six game, we had the six game winning streak to start with. Then we had a bunch of injuries. We had five, five losses in a row, which had never happened in my time and mm. was a bit of a, you know, hard to deal with. Uh, now we're trying to get another four wins, so I want to keep on that winning on that winning formula. We're going to need to do that because uh, I don't I don't believe it's that practical to try and win a championship unless you finish in the top four. So uh, we're a game out of that at the moment. Um, we need to just keep winning. We've got uh, we've got seven games in four weeks to finish, so pretty busy and hectic. And uh, like, hopefully we can we can hold things together and and, and stick with it. Our form can continue to improve. Healy, it's going to be a cracker of a game on Friday night. You guys up against Geelong United. Third last home game of the season. If people have never been to Willunda to check you guys out, it really is a fantastic venue. Uh, Have a great night on Friday night. 
Beauty, mate. Great talking. You have a good week. The Loso Coast Sports Shorts, and we are talking footy mid-southeast. What a mud bath it was across the Loso Coast on the weekend. To talk footy, Peter Mitchell, he is the president of the Mid-Southeast. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Mate, sensational. I happened to be out at Hatherley on the weekend, and let me tell you, she was boggy out there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty wintry weather, I think, across the whole of the southeast, and uh, no doubt um, some of the players, netball and football, would be um, uh, thankful, I guess, that <laughs> it's only played on that one day, but um, yeah, it was very <laughs> cold, very wet, so... I think we're in for a bit more this week, but um, let's get into the matches. Absolutely. Uh, what can you tell round, me? Right, round nine. Uh, so the completion of the first round. So everyone's played everyone uh, the once. So uh, we've got a good uh, figure on where things are at halfway through the year. Haverley played Port Mac, and uh, Haverley came out way over the win. Nine goals, seven, 61 to Port McDonald, uh, three goals, one, 19. So a pretty good win for Haverley there. Port Mac have been travelling pretty well, but a really good win by the, the Haverley side. In the goals for Haverley, Patrick Shea kicked three goals and uh, there was only some single goal kicks for Port Mac. Best for Haverley was Will Shea and Port Mac was Ned Wilkie. Uh, Glencoe uh, played Clangano and uh, Clangano were too good. 12 goals, 10.82 to Glencoe, 7-46. In the goals for Clangano, Scott Agnew kicked four and for Glencoe, a couple of uh, twos for um, Jason Bates and Tory Weaver. Best for Clangadoo was Sam McManus, and best for Glencoe was Zach Cox. Congorong uh, played Tian Mola, and uh, Tian were too good for Tian uh, for Congorong. Uh, ten, nine goals, 10 64. Feeded Congorong, five goals, 3 33. In the goals, uh, Tian coach had a good game and uh, kicked four. Tan, uh, Jack Jaw, that is. And for Congorong, Lennox Lewis, he kicked four as well. For Tant, Liam English was best, and for Congrong, Corbin O'Shea. In the last game, game of the round, uh, Robe defeated uh, Nangwari. Robe, 21 19, 143, 145, too good for Nangwari, 4 32. In the goals uh, for Robe, Sam Hubner kicked four, and there was only single goal kicks for Nangwari. The best uh, for Robe was George Dutton, and for Nangwari was Josh Smith. And the player of the round for this round is George Dutton from Robe. Uh, it's had a very consistent season so far. Uh, now we're halfway through the year, so the ladder at this stage, uh, Rover sitting atop. They've won all eight games so far. They're undefeated. Port MacDonald is in second place, just having the two losses against Robe and Haverley on the weekend. They've got six. And then we've got three teams sitting on five wins each, Kalangadu, Haverley and Mount Burr. So it's shaping up to be a very tight tussle to get into the the top four. Um, after that, Tents had three wins, Glencoe two, Congerong one, and Nang Warriors had the one as well. So interesting uh, for the rest of the season. And, mate, talking the rest of the season, this weekend specifically, uh, what do you reckon the game of the round is going to be? Uh, looking through it, so I, I look, there's, there's a couple of ones which could be pretty close. Uh, Congerong and Clangadoo down at play down at Congerong. The very first game of the year, uh, they played at Kalangadu and Congrong actually led all game, and Kalangadu were came over the top and beat them in the last quarter. Uh, Kalangadu have been travelling a lot better and playing a lot better, and Congrong haven't haven't quite uh, been uh, as good as what they would hope at this stage. But nevertheless, they're playing at home, and that could be a pretty good game. Uh, Road play Tandanola, 
uh, tanner improving and uh, and Robe uh, have taken all before them but uh, I do expect Robe to win that one and Mount Burr and Nangwari will be a uh, an interesting game between the uh, the two Timbertown sides uh, and that Mount Burr again started very very well uh, dropped off a couple of games lately but um, I think they'll be too strong for Port uh, for Nangwari and uh, last game is Glencoe playing Port McDonald at Glencoe. In the earlier game, the, the first round, uh, Port Mac had a very comfortable win. I expect it'll be a lot closer this time, and uh, that could be an interesting game as well. Pete, we're going to catch up next week. We're going to talk more footy. Have a cracker of a weekend this weekend. No worries. Thanks, Ewan. Thanks, listeners. Now, Live Sir Coast is talking mid-southeast A-grade netball, round nine action, Hatherley 40. Drew with Port McDonald 40. It was a cracker of a game out at Hatherley. Uh, Glencoe, 29, lost to Kalangadu, 58. Congerham, 40, lost to Tantanula, 53. And Robe, 68, defeated Nangwari, 16. Lobster Coasters talking footy and what a weekend of footy and nettleball it was across the region. Western border, round eight, Michael Summers is the president. He joins me for a chat. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Ewan. How are you? Mate, sensational. Tell me about the weekend of footy. What a weekend it was. A little bit of rain around on Saturday made it very, very <laughs> difficult for players and spectators alike. Um, yeah, saw a bit of footage over the weekend, uh, and uh, yeah, very, very hard to distinguish some players at West Gambia, that's for sure. Um, that was the first game on the fixture, was uh, West uh, East Gambia travelled out to West Gambia, and um, yeah, very, very muddy conditions and made it very, very difficult to score, but uh, in the end, West just pulled away in, uh, in the last quarter to win by uh, 10 points, uh, 63 to 54, so 11 points, sorry. So yeah, no, very, very good game. Uh, in the conditions that were, were served up and better players were Tom Holmes, the old veteran um, from West and Brody Virgo and Nick Locke and Johnny Forster uh, led the way for East, East Gambia. So that was that was very trying conditions. That was um, probably the, the worst um, conditions in, in, in the round. Uh, and then North Gambia traveled down to Millicent, which was another, another, uh, another muddy pit, but uh, yeah, Millicent um, found their feet in the last quarter uh, to run away victors um, 7-9-51 to Two goals, nine twenty-one, and uh, Cade Varco and Cade Bradley leading the way there for Millicent. And Sam Stafford and Nick McInerney were better players for North. So, yeah, once again a low-scoring game, but uh, yeah, Millicent just ran away in that last quarter to to come away with a victory. And then the other game was out at out at Blue Lake Sports Park this week. Uh, Cass and Sanford travelled to Blue Lake Sports Park and they ran away winners in what was a very low scoring game, five goals, seven thirty-seven to one goal, seven thirteen to South Gambia. So yeah, very low scoring game and it would have been, uh, would have been uh, trying conditions again. So yeah, better players were two young fellas, Mitchell Sims and Harrison Mitchell for um, South Gambia making his debut in the A grade on Saturday. And better players for Casson and Sanford was Jared O'Brien and Demon Cleary. So very, very good trying conditions for all, all, all spectators and all players this weekend, Ewan, but uh, yeah, the footy got played, which is great, and uh, we'll, we'll do it all again next week. Now, mate, it was trying times on the uh, on the paddock for the games. Tell me who the uh, best player for the Western Border was this week. Yeah, Jared O'Brien from Camp Caston Sanford this week is uh, he's my pick. Uh, yeah, very very good player, and just um, starting to find his feet there. At, Cassidy and he's been in the best players for the last few weeks. So Jared O'Brien from Cassidy Stanford is the player of the week. And Michael, looking ahead to this week, hopefully it's going to be a drier weekend for footy. I'm not going to guarantee it. What's the uh, 
the play of the uh, the weekend, do you reckon? Uh, this weekend, some tough games. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting. Um, I reckon the the match of the round would be North Gambia versus East Gambia, both trying to uh, trying to get up the ladder a bit further. So yeah, um, I'm picking that game of Answer the Park this weekend as the match of the round. Michael, always great to catch up and talk footy. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Ewan. Michael Summers talking footy on 963 Triple M and talking Western Border Nepal. A grade, round eight, West Gambia 58, defeated East Gambia 37, Caston and Sanford 32, lost to South Gambia 41, and Millicent 57, defeated North Gambia 42. Time to find out what happened in the world of KNT footy. It's time to catch up with the president of the league. Peter McClellan joins me for a chat. Peter, g'day. How are we, everybody? Winter sports back on. We all had a wet weekend, so uh, I think the scores were, scoring was a little bit lower this week, but uh, it is a winter sport, and we were reminded it on the weekend. Absolutely. Now, mate, first of all, Border Districts went head-to-head with Keith. How did the game go? Uh, it was a beauty there. Very close at the first quarter, but then the wind picked up in the second, and uh, Border Districts kicked away and got a Sort of a four-goal lead in the second quarter there, which they sort of managed to hold on all day once the rain sort of set in and got pretty heavy there. So Border Districts had a good win there. Over at Garoke with their new facilities, thanks to the Victorian government, their over was fantastic. All new goalposts and their uh, club rooms and change rooms are very schmick to see, actually. Mm. Now, Panola took on Mandala. How did it go? Ah, uh, the Moots had lost two in a row, don't often lose three, and they got a few more of their players back and handled Mandala comfortably enough in a good game. Now, Padthaway taking on Lucendale. How did the game shape up, Pete? Uh, Padthaway had a good win there, which is good, so they're getting a few more back. So, tale of anybody, if, you get, if you've got your players back on the park, you're more of a chance to win than lose. And Kingston took on Kobe Bolo. Yeah, Kingston didn't have it all their own way. Kybe's knocking on the door for a win there, but uh, Kingston had to win to keep it in the five, and they did the job. And finally, we had Bordertown taking on uh, Narracourt. Uh, Narracourt were too good there in the five, and Bordertown with too many injuries um, were beaten convincingly. And Peter, I've got to ask the question, who is the player of the round for this week? Mark Quinn has won a medal in our league years ago. He's playing outstanding football. Thrived in the wet, good in the dry, really good player. Hey, Pete, always great to chat. We'll talk soon. Thank you very much. Now, Limestone Coasters, talking KNT footy A-grade. Border Districts, 81, defeated Keith, 49. Panola, 33, lost to Mandala, 60. Padway 58, defeated Lucendale, 32. Kingston, 65, defeated Kobe Bylight, 43. And Bordertown, 43, lost to Narracourt, 80. In the netball round out of the KNT, Border Districts, 49, defeated Keith, 31. Panola, 41, defeated Mandala, 36. And Kingston, 51, lost to Kobe Bylight. 66 and Bordertown 33 lost to Narracourt 41. In the Mount Gambia Netball Association round 10 games, Hobbits 90 defeated Vicky's 18 in what was a blowout. Uh, Saints 61 defeated Amazon's 24 and Zodiac's 34 lost to Intruders 78. There'll be a brand new Limestone Coast Sports Shorts podcast next week, exclusive to listener.